Welcome to the Big 3 IDP Podcast. Here are your hosts, Josh, Bobby, and Adam. What's up, you diehards, you degenerates, you lovers of defensive football? This is Josh Raymer, and we are back with another episode of the Big 3 IDP Podcast. And I'm joined by a couple fellow degenerates hunkered down in various bunkers around Bowling Green, Kentucky. We're coming at you for another episode. We're not in the Soad Shack, not yet, but we are together in spirit, boys, and that is all that matters. Addy, Bobo, how are we doing tonight, fellas? Doing wonderful. Actually went and saw the Soad Shack today for a little bit. Got to talk, got to see uh, Josh for a second. That was, yes, it is my house and I happen to be home. So it was good to talk to Adam from a distance, Yeah, uh, a safe distance. Couldn't hug. Yeah, it was very, sad. very, very sad. Very hashtag sad. Yeah, but it was good seeing good seeing you, man. I uh, I don't think I've seen. God, I don't remember the last friend I've seen. It's been a bit. It says uh, this. This shit's the worst. Let's let's not let's not kid ourselves. Yeah, I think it's because everyone is kind of secretly scared. You have coronavirus, so they're just like still lingering. Got a cough, still lingering. You're like mom and dad. I'll come see you, and I'll just like talk to you through the screen door. And like, no, Adam, just stay home. You know, we don't want you to catch anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't believe it for a second. Don't believe it for a second. Bobby, how are you doing, man? I'm good. I uh, made burgers tonight out on the grill (laughs) and uh, brought them in, got them dressed and ready to go. Took a big old bite. It was uh, was sausage. (laughs) Oh, no. So so there you go. (laughs) There you go. Quarter pound sausage hamburger. <laughs> that's that's what every man loves. Just taking a bite of a big old sausage burger. Let me tell Dude, you, it was weird. I'm gonna tell you, it was real weird. It sounds like it would work, but it doesn't work. Not at all. No. So, uh, does it sound like it would work? Yeah. <laughs> I guess not. You know, what are we four weeks into this, and I'm making sausage burgers at this point, and really not even it, nothing faced me at all. I mean, I made them and ate them, and I was like, "You did eat them wrong here." Yeah, like this meat must have gone bad. Jeez. I, I think our brains are sausage burgers at this point. I will say because we've had really nice weather. I think it's going to be a little colder here, but I was like, "Oh, let me let me get the grill going." You know, we can uh, get some burgers going and stuff, and go to crack open the grill for the first time in probably like eight to ten months. There are cobwebs. The whole thing is rusted. I'm like, "All right, I just got on eBay and ordered all new grill parts." So, <laughs> Daddy's going to have him like a whole new grill come here at the end of this week. Like pile Amen. wall. Yeah, whole new grill. Whole new grill and grill. Addy knows what I'm talking about. He was a big yes, Paul Wall sir. fan back in the day. Smile for me, Daddy. <laughs> that candy paint drip. Sure. Sure. <laughs> oh, fellas. Well, it's good to be back here talking a little football, talking a little defense. We just got done a little earlier recording a segment with the one and only Mike Wallert, who is going to be joining us regularly on the pod. So we'll have that for you all here in just a little bit. But tonight we're going to be doing a lot of draft talk, boys. I don't know if you knew this, but it's draft season. Apparently the NFL is uh, preparing for a virtual draft. They're going to be doing some mock drafts. So I kind of wondered about that, Addy. Do you think they're just going to have like fake player names and they're just going to read off the pick off of like a card of like who their fake draft pick is in this mock draft. Yeah, I don't know what they're going to do, man. I uh, I can't wait to see it all unfold, though, for sure. 
I said, we're definitely going to see somebody's going to get hacked. We're going to see someone's penis. We're going to hear someone <laughs> fart or swear or mm-hmm. use some kind of derogatory language. Like it is absolutely going to happen. And Twitter is going to have a field day with it. I can't yep. wait. I can't wait for the team. That's like, uh, yeah, we'll take uh, Tristan Wirfs. Nah, he's gone. All right, we'll take uh, Isaiah Simmons. Guys, guys, he's gone three picks ago. Adam Gates, you need to get it together. Pay attention, man. So we have a guy at our uh, draft for the back of the VIP, Cameron, who is always gets just like just fall down drunk and does that exact thing of like trying to pick people that have already been picked. And so we have to wonder who is going to be the Cameron of this year's NFL draft where they're just making an absolute fool of themselves. I'm going to go with Bill O'Brien. Yeah, that's now watch Bob just come in and crush this whole virtual draft because we just continue to clown on him. Uh, I just am so looking forward to Dave Gettleman being on Zoom and the camera like being, you know, cutting off like the bottom half of his face or something. Uh, yeah, true. Should, we know how technologically literate old Dave is up in there in New York. So it is going to be an absolute wild card of an NFL draft. And I'm here for it 100 percent. Yeah, was, who care? Who cares how it turns out, man? We need yeah. something. We got to have something. That's right. Yeah, it's uh, technical glitches and all. Bring it on. Should be fun. It'll be good to have some kind of sporting event for the country to rally around and watch all together. Who knows? They may have their highest rating in years just because people are so starved for any kind of sports content. That's what a draft uh, podcast I was listening to was talking about how it's going to be like a presidential address. Like you're going to be able to watch it on like HGTV. It's going to be on True TV. They're going to have it everywhere. Yeah. And uh, I think some GMs, I think that, you know, the the thing that really is hurt in all this is kind of the ability to trade. So I think a lot of contacts and stuff probably need, need to be made now. If you've got guys that you're looking at that you might be willing to trade up, you know, so many spots. I think a lot of the GMs and stuff have asked for maybe an extension of time in between their picks and stuff as opposed to like normal time. Just so that if, I don't know, whoever goes in whatever position, you know, somebody wants to try to trade up, they've got a little bit more technological time to try to figure all that stuff out. Yeah, here's the thing, though. You look at those war rooms and what are like, especially when they do like the behind the scenes documentaries. Like I remember watching the one for the Colts a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. And when teams are making trades, they're picking up the phone. So the NFL has flat out refused to give any more time between picks. And I think that's the reason. It's because we've been doing this via phones for decades now. So you're mm-hmm. not getting on Zoom to you know, call in a trade or something. You're just going to pick up the phone and call somebody. So that's true. I, I don't think there will be as many hiccups as far as like picks not getting in. I could see a lot of like, like video feeds cutting out or people saying something inappropriate because they don't know they're on camera or something or people getting video bombs while they're at their house by like their friends or family. Um, Cause they've invited, I think 56 draft prospects to be part of the draft process. As far as like having live look-ins from their from their homes, hmm. so should be fun. But all that to say, it's draft season. So, Bavo, you have put in the work. You've been grinding that rookie film, and you have a one to thirty-two first round mock draft for us. And so, yeah. we're gonna go through the mock draft that Bobby has prepared. 
Then we're going to take a break and hear from our boy Mike. And then we're going to come back at the end with the continuation of the series that we've been doing, which is our 2018 draft review. We're going to look at the rookie draft that we had in 2018 in our RSO League, see what kind of hits, misses, and those guys kind of in the middle, the meh pile, as Bobby likes to say. So look forward to that at the end of the sode. Gentlemen, is there any news that we want to hit on uh, here at the top of the hour? Addy, I think you had something that you brought up. Uh, yeah, I think Bobby has will probably have a, a lot to say about this, but uh, this happened tonight. Brandon Cooks, no longer a member of the Rams. He has been traded to the Bill O'Brien's. The Butchins. <laughs> the Bill O'Brien Butchins. <laughs> Yeah, Bobo. Yeah, so, let's uh, let's get your take on this. Obviously, Cooks has congrats. First off, congrats yes. on getting off of that contract. I did and see, and I didn't know this, but Brandon Cooks has no dead money in twenty twenty one. Yeah, um, it was a little bit of a. I don't know. I, I like Brandon Cooks. He's been good for so long, but the whole concussion thing is just a problem. When he gets knocked out week two. The Texans are going to be like, all right, Kenny Stills, where are you at? You need to jump in here with Will Fuller. Oh, wait, Will Fuller's hurt too, so I don't know what we're going to do. I don't know. I mean, you think about getting a second for Cooks. I think that's pretty awesome. Uh, you know, what did what did Nuke bring? A second? Yeah, yeah second, David Johnson. <laughs> I mean, so you've got the Texans have traded – DeAndre Hopkins for David Johnson and Brandon Cooks. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what you're giving Deshaun Watson, and you gave up a second. Um, I mean, that's pretty unbelievable um, for the Rams. I think that's a smart move. I think it was time to move on from Cooks. I mean, selfishly, I'm excited to see what Josh Reynolds might look like in that offense this year. Um, I know Adam's been tweeting a little bit about it, but man, go get Tyler Higby. You know, especially with, uh, you know, I think Adam posted that game log of his. The last five or six games was crazy. His targets were insane. Um, And I know those were the weeks without Cooks as well. I mean, he was concussed a lot of those weeks. So as a Rams fan, it's kind of bittersweet. I mean, it sucks to see a guy like Cooks go. He's a big name, but I think his best days are definitely behind him. 100% agree, man. Yeah. Uh, Just, I don't, I don't mean, if he gets another concussion, he's going to miss what a minimum of four to six games. Yeah. I mean, that's not, you know, we're talking about fancy football. Like that's Mm -hmm. not someone I'm going to target at all. There's still people that are willing to take chances on him and he goes far too early in all the drafts that I've been a part of so far this year. Mm -hmm. Uh, I I don't get it. I don't get it. He's had four concussions in two calendar years at this point. Mm Mm-hmm. Major concussions, too. I mean, he's probably easy ones. I don't know at what point you start asking yourself, like, wow, should I stop playing football? Like, he's got to be in that Luke Keekley range. Yeah, definitely. It's just that contract he's got, man. He's making a lot of money. It's hard to walk away from that when you're getting paid, what, like, you know, 14 million a year, I think, is what I saw. I mean, he's he's being paid as a top 10 wide receiver. He's not that anymore. Mm -hmm. He's useful. He does stretch the field still. Uh, when he's out there, but you just can't rely on him being out there. It does suck, though, that now the timeline has kind of, I don't know, I'm not super happy about it. I'm sure that the Texans really weren't shopping until they were, you know, post-Nuke days, but I wish that we could have found a way to keep Corey Littleson. I didn't care about any of the assets that we've really let go. I didn't really want Brockers back, honestly, but um, Corey Littleton was the one that I really wanted to kind of 
not necessarily build around, but he's kind of the one that you needed to keep. He was undrafted. Um, I mean, just a great story and a great three down linebacker. Like we'll talk about later on with Mike, he doesn't ever come off of the field. You know, you don't have to, you're going to have to replace him with two guys probably. Um, so anyways, yeah, that Rams team is going to be interesting now because you have Brandon cooks gone, Todd Gurley gone. Um, you have Corey Littleton gone, Clay Matthews, Eric Weddle, a lot of, cause Weddle was there. Yeah. He was there last year, year. right? Yeah. Yeah, so that that team is has lost a lot of pieces, and I'm sure I'm forgetting some as well. That uh, Dante Fowler gone, so mm-hmm. uh, that team, I feel like it's going to have an opportunity for some young guys to step up and get some playing time here. Jalen Ramsey will be gone, I'm sure. Please don't pay him uh, less need. Don't do that. He's. I guarantee you, he's going to hold out if he doesn't get a new contract from the Rams. It's just coming. So, just get ready. So- so stupid. I mean, you look at Gurley got a huge contract. Cook's got a huge contract. Um, who else did we talk about there that's gone? Um, you said somebody else as well. But, you know, uh, Gurley got a big contract. Um, Donald got a big contract. He, they better never get rid of him. You know, McVay got paid. He got a big extension and everything. Robert else. Woods had a big contract. That's right. Um, and I had a guy who was sending me some offers and stuff for Woods today, and I was like, man, I don't know. I just don't think Woods is really the buy right now. I think Cup is the one that is the have. And really, I mean, you know, people are saying now Cup with the, you know, freaking trajectory, you know, gif or whatever it is, the emoji. But, I mean, Cup played all last year, and Cooks hardly didn't play at all in 2019. He was concussed a ton of the year, and even when he played, you were like, gosh, please don't get hit. So, I mean, yeah. like, I don't really expect any crazier of a year from Cup. I think Woods and, and Reynolds and maybe Higby will even fill in for some of that. My biggest question with the Rams right now is just Malcolm Brown or uh, Daryl Henderson. I think Malcolm Brown is going to surprise a lot of people. I think he's going to get a lot of early down carries. Yeah, I'm with you. I think the big winners here are uh, Higby and then Josh Reynolds. Mm-hmm. But, you know. What do they have? What do, what kind of what type of uh, draft got capital? Paid. He right? four four years, twenty nine million before last year started. I remember when that deal happened. A lot of us were like, "That's a lot of money for 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 a guy that hasn't done a lot yet." Yeah, and that looks like a great deal now, based on how he how he finished the year. Yeah, uh, twenty one point four points per game over those final five. Crazy. And Everett. A lot of people want to talk about Everett wasn't active for the last five weeks. That's not true. He, he was. was active the last two. Mm-hmm. He actually got special team snaps. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I mean, that to me kind of tells you something. I think they they want Higby to be the guy. I'm expecting Higby to dominate the snaps. And I was always – I was the opposite of that. I always thought the last couple of years that Everett was the dude and Higby was just a blocker. But, I mean, 2019 showed you that they like Higby pretty good. And just um, watch the games, dude. He was awesome. Yeah. He looked like Kelsey out there. He did. He did. Um, it's hard to say that knowing where he came from and, you know, his past and stuff, which is wild. But, yeah, draft <laughs> capital and stuff. The Rams, you know, Jalen Ramsey's pick is about middle of the draft, I believe, this year um, to Jacksonville. So that kind of sucks. Um, but they have two seconds now. I think we have seven overall picks, I think. So, I mean, draft capital-wise, we're okay. They've done really good in drafting later rounds and stuff. So I think the Rams are good at that. It's just that these contracts are just screwing so many teams up. Bobby, do you know off the top of your head what Jared Goff's cap hit is for this year? Oh, man. Yeah. 
But go ahead and tell me. It is $36 million. Oh, my gosh. Jeez. $36 million. I was hoping in that trade, I was like, man, Cooks is gone. We're getting Watson somehow. Here we go. Clemson is going to roll deep out in California. But anyways, that was a pipe dream. You're with the guy who doesn't know where the sun rises and sets. But seriously, hate it for Deshaun. You know, is Deshaun a sell right now? You're going to trust him to throw to Will Fuller, Kenny Steeles, and Brandon Cooks all year? Um, I don't think you would get the value for him that you would want. Um, and yeah, he's just one of those guys I trust to kind of like luck in those early years where he just elevated the absolute trash that was around him. I think Watson's that kind of superstar. Yeah, I think, you know, all these trades, we've, we've made fun of them and everything. They've taken on a lot of bad contracts. But honestly, they're probably going to be pretty decent next year. I mean, it's not going to be that bad of a football move mm-hmm. for 2020. Just because, you know, they've lost DeAndre Hopkins, but they also have brought in Randall Cobb, now Brandon Cooks. They have Will Fuller. They have Steels. They have some of these young tight ends. Uh, Cahill Waring, I'm excited to see him. And David Johnson now, who can catch more balls. Their O-line's better. O-line's better. Um, I mean, that's not a terrible offense. We know that's an aging offense, but that's an offense that could still get things done in 2020, I think. And, uh, again, like we've talked about Deshaun Watson, he just – he raises everybody, so um, he he can drag that team to the playoffs. But I, I think they're actually solid anyway. So yeah. yeah, they definitely took a step down, in, in my opinion. You just lose a top five wide receiver. You're just your offense's ceiling gets lowered a little bit. But I don't think they've plummeted into the basement. Uh, this yeah. Cooks trade, if he stays healthy, and there are tons of guys out there in the league that that have that caveat of health. Um, if Cook stays healthy and you get 16, even if you get 14 or 15 games from Cooks, um, I think he could be a really solid contributor. I'm not going to be necessarily targeting him and like redraft this year, but if he falls to like one of those late, late rounds, I'll absolutely take a flyer on him as like my, you know, fourth or uh, fifth wide receiver, no doubt. The Nuke deal was just way worse. Like you couldn't even get a first for Nuke. Well, they messed up by, I mean, why, why, why put Nuke in that deal? That's what I don't understand. You should be getting like a second round pick yeah. to take on DJ's contract in its why entirety. Would, why would you not just extend Hopkins instead of going and, and they brought in all these terrible ba- like contracts and they ended up paying these guys like 10 million more than what they, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I don't get it. I don't get it at all, but. Yeah, but hey, watch Bill O'Brien be hoisting Lombardi in uh, February, and we all look like idiots. It could happen. It could totally happen. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, but I don't think these are good long term moves. These are this is bad GMing right here. Mm-hmm. Yep, and that's why coaches should not be GMs for the most part because it's a totally different skill set. And also, you need that layer of protection between the coach who has to deal with the players and gets mad at them on the regular, and the the decision maker who has the power to ship them out of town. Yeah, that's not not a good sitch. Not at all. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. 
So, Bob, let's uh, let's that was the one big piece of news that I wanted to hit. But let's jump into this mock draft here and we're going to let you drive the boat here. But let's go say let's break this thing down through 10. Yeah, we'll go one through 10 and then 11 through 20 and then 21 through 32 here. And we can pick out some of these these uh, these picks that we really like. So take us one through 10, Bobby. What do we got going on here? Yeah, and I tried to uh, I tried to emulate a lot of what really I think could happen. You know, some of these might be a little bit of long shots, but we'll see. So, you know, pick number one, Cincinnati, Joe Burrow. I think that's a simple selection that we all think is going to happen. Pick number two, I've got a trade, Washington to Miami. They trade up to get Tua. Um, they get their guy here. I believe that they have the means to do that. So that could be interesting. Pick three here to Detroit. Um, they're going to go Jeffrey Okuda, cornerback. Uh, cut the tape back on again. I think it's going to be hard for him, uh, for them here to pass on a guy like Isaiah Simmons or Chase Young, which will be difficult. But I do think that they've got some cornerback need as well. So this is kind of interesting, something I haven't really seen a whole lot. But now if those three things happen, pick four to the New York Giants goes Chase Young, defensive end out of Ohio State. Um, and I think I could argue that that might be one of the positions that they need the most. They haven't had a good defensive end in New York in quite some time. Uh, pick number five will result in Miami's pick to Washington here, and Washington takes Justin Herbert. Um, so now Ron Rivera has a little bit of quarterback controversy there with um, Haskins and has a little bit of a competition. Pick six for the Chargers, they go Isaiah Simmons, uh, linebacker out of Clemson. Jatavis is gone. Thomas Davis is old. Kazir White doesn't play. Uh, kind of an interesting landing spot there for Isaiah Simmons. Pick number seven to Carolina, Jedrick Wills, uh, offensive lineman. I think for a new coach with CMC and with Teddy Bridgewater, protection is going to be probably key for that running back and for the the uh, the troubled need, Teddy. Uh, pick eight there, Arizona is going to trade that to Tampa. They're going to trade up there, and Arians is going to get Tristan Worse, offensive lineman there. I think it's going to be important to help that running back core, but also to help Tom Brady as well. You got an aging quarterback who needs to stay upright. I think that's going to be a pretty a pretty necessary trade up there for Tampa. Pick nine for the um, Jacksonville Jaguars goes Derek Brown, defensive lineman. Um, to me, I think they desperately need help here with Calais and Yannick now gone. I will tell later on in the draft why Yannick is gone, but. Uh, defensive lineman there, Derek Brown, to the Jaguars. And then to round out the first top 10, Cleveland. And what I'll talk about here later is what might be my pick of the draft, not my pick of the draft, my lock of the draft, is Andrew Thomas, offensive lineman. I think this is a simple grab here for Cleveland. I think they need that. And hashtag go by Chubb. Go by Chubb. So a couple things really jump out to me here right away. The first being that I never knew Yannick Ngakwe pronounced his first name, Unique Ngakwe. Uh, mm. That is the official pronunciation, from what I understand. Unique New York. Unique New York Ngakwe. <laughs> so that's number one. Uh, we've been pronouncing it wrong, so good job, us. And then um, the Washington grab of Justin Herbert. Explain your reasoning there, because... You know, Haskins was taken in the first round last year. So what's your what's your thinking there? I mean, you know, I don't want to speak for Adam, but I don't think a lot of us are big Haskins believers. Um, it doesn't really feel like Ron Rivera is either, you know, with kind of some of the not necessarily beat writing stuff, but, you know, some of the 
I don't know, off-season stuff that you see come out about, uh, Cam may be coming there. Well, maybe he's not. Um, I don't know. I just feel like Washington probably needs some type of backup quarterback there to Haskins. Because I, I just – I'm not a Haskins believer. I don't think Adam really is, even though he drafted him in the Unreal Tournament. So, I don't know. I think it's kind of a fun little grab there. Yeah, still sick about that. But, uh, you know, and, and even uh... – Rivera brought in Kyle Allen. They traded for Kyle mm-hmm. Allen, who was who's a guy that uh, Rivera is familiar with. Yeah. Um, and I saw where there was something. They asked him a question ab- about that. And uh, if, you know, Kyle Allen had a leg up, you know, with having a little bit of familiar, familiar, familiar. Oh, my God. <laughs> familiarity. Wow. Addy, your mouth is gone. It's destroyed. <laughs> That's a good Jesus one. Christ, that's bad. We need to cut. He that. is Damn. familiar, <laughs> familiar. There you go. Um, yeah, with the system. So they they said, uh, you know, could he? Does he have a leg up on on the on uh, on Haskins? And and Rivera said, yeah, he actually does. Hmm. Wow, I missed that. And I had never put the dots together for Cam going to Washington. That makes so much sense. It's like if you want to bring in competition for. Um, for Dwayne Haskins, bring in the guy that Rivera is intimately familiar with that just so happens to be available in Cam Newton. He's obviously done that. Uh, another thing, Bobo, Thomas Davis actually in Washington now. Mm-hmm. He, he went over there to reunite with Rivera. So Rivera loves bringing in these guys that he knows and has worked with before. He's he's that kind of coach. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think uh, maybe – I picked it. Not a whole lot of mocks really have is that Isaiah Simmons grab there to uh, to the Chargers. I don't think they'll grasp there because I think they've got a bigger quarterback need. Um, I also don't know if those two quarterbacks go one and two. If Detroit can pass on either Chase Young or an Isaiah Simmons. Now, if Chase Young goes to the Giants, that would be really cool because they need an edge rusher really, really bad. But I don't know, some cool landing spots for a mock. I mean, it's kind of fun to see where some of these guys could possibly go if trades happen or, you know, people move up in the draft. It It's a inexact science. Yeah, no doubt. I would hate to see somebody as exciting as Isaiah Simmons get stuck in the vortex that is the Chargers linebacking core. That would be so sick, though, to see him and Derwin together. It would. It would. These two, like, hybrid guys just running all over the field. Yeah. Like uh, like predators just hunting people down and murdering them in cold blood. Be a yeah. decent little defense. They'd have a decent linebacker there with Derwin, Adrian Phillips, you know, Joey Bosa and Melvin Ingram there. I don't know. It could be kind of fun. I don't know what they're going to do on offense. Who's going to throw the ball? What is it they said that um, who's the old Browns quarterback is now leading the uh, quarterback uh, room there, Tyrod. There you go, Tyrod Taylor, quarterback of the Chargers. Yeah, how fun is that? And then I think you hit it on the head. Whether the whether the Bucks trade up or not, they are taking an offensive lineman. It just makes too much sense. You're bringing in a 43 year old Tom Brady who really can't move like he used to, and that offensive line was not great. We've talked about it already. Jameis Winston made them look a lot better last season. Now he would scramble out of situations and throw interceptions, but at least he was trying to make something happen behind a pretty Swiss cheese offensive line. So I think the lock of the draft, I don't know the player necessarily, but for me it would be Tampa Bay taking an offensive lineman regardless of uh, where they are in the draft. Who is, whoever's there, the top offensive lineman available, lock it in for the Bucks. Mm-hmm. 
So let's go through Bobo now starting at 11. Let's roll down to 20. Yeah, so pick 11. The New York Jets are going to mess this up. I see uh, Adam Gay screwing this up and going Henry Ruggs, uh, wide receiver there out of Alabama. Pick 12 to the Las Vegas Raiders is going to go CeeDee Lamb, wide receiver there. Um, And I think that's truly a gift at 12 if that were to happen. Uh, Pick 13, I guess this is in a trade from uh, the Colts, Josh. Um, San Francisco is going to take Jerry Judy. Um, consolation prize there, possibly. Sanders is gone. You think about Judy and Debo there in the uh, in the Bay City. Wow, um, that could be dangerous. Pick fourteen, Arizona cornerback. They've got cornerback need there. They're going to take C.J. Henderson. Uh, Fifteen, they're going to go Denver. Javon Kinlaw, defensive tackle. I think that they they need a little bit more interesting. Uh, uh, interesting. They need a little bit more interior help. Uh, you think about Kinlaw and Jarrell Casey there in Denver, that could be pretty fun. Um, pick 16 for Atlanta. They're going to go chase on there on the edge. I think, um, you know, they've had a couple people depart here recently. I think they need some edge presence uh, help as well. So pick 17 for Dallas. They're going to go Derek Brown, defensive lineman. I think that everybody could argue that Dallas really needs some defensive line help right now. Bobby, you, you did it. You did it to yourself. You have Derek Brown going at nine. And also at seventeen, <laughs> do I really? Yes, you do. Okay, so uh, we'll uh, we'll just skip Dallas there, and and we'll say that they're going to trade out into the uh, into the second round. <laughs> so uh, pick eighteen, I guess maybe I don't know if this is too much of a reach if if uh, Miami were to trade up to get both of these seconds, but I gave it to Washington anyways and went um, Gross Matos there on the edge. I don't really know if this is a Chase Young consolation prize or not, but I don't know. It'd be all right to get a quarterback and a defensive end within the first 20 picks. Uh, The Raiders there at 19 are going to go Christian Fulton, cornerback. I really think that he fits their secondary as well. And then pick 20, the Jacksonville Jaguars are going to take Justin Jefferson, uh, wide receiver there out of LSU, and he's going to reunite with his boy DJ Chark. So aside from the Derrick Brown double down there, what, uh, what do you think about the grabs? That's this. Oh, I'll start here. This just makes me sick looking at this because 100 times out of 100, I'd rather have Jerry Judy or CeeDee Lamb or even Henry Ruggs on a rookie contract with the wide receivers we have behind T.Y. Hilton than a $20 million defensive tackle. I'm sorry. I know this is a defensive podcast and we love defensive guys. But the, and we love the the Forrest Buckner job. Yeah, Buckner's great. Buckner's great. But D- Buckner's now making twenty plus million dollars, and we could have had. I'll give you the comps. This I heard this on the Around the NFL podcast, and it almost made me uh, wreck my car in a ditch as I was driving home. They said, "Give me the comps for C.D. Lamb, Jerry Judy, and Henry Ruggs." And I can't remember who went with who, but basically the comps were Amari Cooper, DeAndre Hopkins, and Tyreek Hill. So that was from a coach that Peter Schrager had talked to, a very like respected veteran coach as far as his comps for those three guys. And I'm pretty sure the C.D. Lamb comp was Hopkins yeah. and that uh, the Ruggs comp was Hill. was Hill. And so that would leave um, the other one there as... Jerry Judy. Jerry Judy, yeah, as... Amari. The Amari. So it makes me sick to think that we could have someone of that caliber but not that I'm mad about having Buckner. I just you look at the opportunity cost, man. It just hurts my heart because we do. We need help behind Ty, and Ty is 30 years old. Like, 
You got right, bruh. You got like three second round picks. This is a crazy deep wide receiver draft. Ballard knows what he's doing, man. Trust Ballard. He's you're, you'll be all right. I think you'll be happy with some of those second uh, second round wide receivers that are available. Mm-hmm. What if you guys got Dan's, uh, Denzel Mims or um, Michael Pittman? Yes, Michael Pittman. I mean Donovan Peoples Jones. I'd be it's fine a, with I'd be fine with those in the second. It's a really deep wide receiver draft. I'm right on that one. Yeah, I saw. I will say the other comp I saw was uh, from Player Profiler had the comp for CD Lamb. Did you see this, Addy? No. Uh, the comp was Jerry Rice. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> so, <reach>. Wow. <laughs> so there you go. Um, yeah. So just thinking, we have a chance at that guy. Yeah, we can get a second round guy. But uh, anyways, that was my. Takeaway kind of makes me sick, but go ahead, Addy. What are your, what are your takeaways here from the the second portion of this? Um, I think we pretty much hit them all. I don't also don't have the doc open, so I can't really uh, <laughs> look and see. Addy, but, uh, I, I do love your prep. It is second to none, and you are irreplaceable. This is Bobby So tonight. Bobby's gonna be steering this one. I'm just here well, to, you know. Ers uh, and eyes. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. We'll finish the first because uh, Adam will probably have a couple of uh, things to say about some of these Minnesota picks. So the 21st pick I have in a trade from Philadelphia to Jacksonville. In this trade, uh, Philly is going to be acquiring Yannick Ngakwe, and Jacksonville is going to be taking A.J. Epinesa. Um, so I don't know, maybe a bit of a reach there for Yannick. I know they were really wanting a first. I think they should probably settle for a second. Um, but Yannick there for a first would be interesting to see at least in the digital draft that we're going to go through this year. So the 22nd pick for Minnesota is going to go T Higgins wide receiver out of Clemson. The Diggs replacement kind of is going to begin there for 2020. Uh, pick 23, Zach Bond, uh, linebacker, kind of edge uh, guy there out of Wisconsin. It just kind of feels like that prototypical white guy, New England, you know, Bill Belichick edge guy there. Uh, 24 might be my favorite pick of the draft. New Orleans is going to go Patrick Queen, linebacker out of LSU. He's only miles down the road there in Baton Rouge. Um, You put him right in the middle of that defense that's ready to win a Super Bowl team. Uh, Patrick Queen could learn a lot in a year. Uh, Minnesota is going to go Gladney, uh, the cornerback there. I think they need some cornerback help as well, so they got a couple picks back-to-back. So this is where it gets a little bit controversial, and I don't think a lot of guys have this, but Miami with the 26th pick is not going to be able to pass up DeAndre Swift. Um, I really don't see him lasting into the second. I really think that before they get to the end of the first, uh, Swift is going to be off the board. I think that Seattle pretty typically trades out of the first. So with the 27th pick in the draft, Indy is going to trade into the first and grab their guy Denzel Mims here. Um, So maybe the TY 2.0 replacement there is going to begin. Not to say that TY is, you know, over and done with, but it's definitely time to grab another guy. The 28th pick in the draft, Baltimore gets Makai Becton, the offensive lineman out of Louisville. A little bit of a replacement there to Marshall Yonda. I really actually kind of low-key love that pick there. Um, The 29th pick of the draft, Tennessee is going to pick Jalen Rager, the wide receiver out of TCU. 
um, get rid of Corey Davis and just go ahead and move on from him. Um, the 30th pick in the draft, Green Bay, is going to take LaVishka Chenault, quarter, uh, wide receiver out of Colorado. Um, I don't really know if that's a reach. Um, I've seen some analysts with Chenault in the late first. I don't really know that I would be willing to give that, but Green Bay is definitely looking wide receiver um, throughout the draft, I think. Uh, this is definitely a controversial pick, but we're going to do it anyways. The next two. Uh, so 31st pick, San Francisco goes Jalen Hurts to compete with Jimmy G there uh, in the Bay Area. <laughs> and then with the 32nd pick in the draft, Kansas City is going to select Jonathan Taylor, the running back out of Wisconsin. And wow. my, my analysis is that this pick provides more fantasy problems than answers. Yeah, if they go Jonathan Taylor to freaking Kansas City – Taylor might be a like top seven or eight fantasy pick and redraft. Yes. But but here's my problem though, Josh. Would you rather have Shit, probably 103. Would you rather have Jonathan Taylor in Kansas City or would you rather have DeAndre Swift? Because my thought is, is I know a lot of people love Jonathan Taylor, especially like his early down usage, but you're still gonna have a guy. Um, in Kansas City, like, um, help me out here. Well, Damian Williams is there right now. Correct. So if you get, if you grab a guy like Jonathan Taylor, are they still are they going to be taking him off the field on third down? I guess is my thing. You know, if you grab a guy like DeAndre Swift for Kansas City, I think he plays all three downs regardless. And you know, Damian Williams goes to being pretty quickly the not even the any down back. He's just the the uh, Help me out here. He's a backup at this point. I think if if the Kansas City offense can elevate a Jag like Damian Williams to relevance for fantasy, just imagine what an actually good running back in that system could look like, whether it's Swift or Taylor. I guess that's true. And I know both of these are reaches. Really, a lot of analysts have running backs in the second. But, man, those names are going to – there's going to be some teams that are definitely thinking hard about them in the first. People don't want to hear us draft a bunch of offensive linemen and <laughs> – corners and you know that's what they want they want to hear these these big names these, go. there you go these juicy offensive mm-hmm. weapons i do love you giving us denzel mims there at 27 babo his comp on player profiler is chris godwin so i would not wow. mind that at all for the colts i, I didn't w- even see that i didn't see that i swear i didn't have the dock open i did not see that i didn't either i hadn't looked down at that point so i was still very sad until i saw that i will say jumping back up to the the middle portion there babo if the if the Las Vegas Raiders land CeeDee Lamb, mm-hmm. holy cow, watch out, because he immediately becomes the number one wide receiver in that offense. I think I really do think you could take all the fantasy stats that were being attributed to Antonio Brown last season mm-hmm. before he lost his ever loving mind mm-hmm. and give uh CeeDee Lamb eighty-five 90% of that production. Um, and yeah, I would not be afraid to take lamb like top five or six rounds in redraft just because, I mean, that is a great landing spot, but for rookie drafts, do we really like those landing spots? Do we want to see a wide receiver in New York? Do we want to see a wide receiver in Las Vegas? Also, why was Derek Carr twinding, uh, trend twinding, twinding on Twitter today? I don't know. You have to ask about his familiarity with the system. <laughs> familiarity. Nope. Still, familiarity. still not there, Addy. Still not there. What do you think, Adam, about the uh, T. Higgins grab there to Minnesota? Yeah. I mean, I like it. We, uh, 
um, we definitely need a second receiver. We we are currently starting Tajay Sharp, so that's a problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, although I will say this, I learned that Tajay Sharp was a rapper, and so that has made me feel a little better about the situation. About your ownership of him. Do you get points yeah. for hit albums if uh, if his football career does not work out? Yeah, I checked out some of his stuff. He's not making he's not making many hits, but uh, he's I'd say as far as like athletes go that rap, he's he's pretty above average. Nice. I got to keep it banned, bro. And this ain't it. So IDP wise, <laughs> I love Patrick Queen to New Orleans. There, oh, that's um, money. I think that would be awesome. I don't know that that's gonna happen, but it's definitely fun to think about. Um, DeAndre Swift there to. Miami, I guess we like, you know, I, I don't know what y'all's thoughts are. If you pair up DeAndre Swift and Tua, you know, they've got Preston Williams. They've got, um, um, yep, the old Cleveland Brown, the other wide receiver there. Anyways, Mike Gusecki as well <laughs> on top of the other receiver I can't come up with. Um, yeah, there's some fun ones. I like Makai Becton pick as well. Jalen Rager to Tennessee would be fun. I don't really know about Lavishka. I think that would be a reach for him. Jalen Hurts. Let's say Jalen Hurts goes to San Francisco. Uh, you know, I think Shanahan's probably looking for some type of a Jalen Hurts role for that offense. I don't really know that Jimmy G fits the offense that that uh, Shanahan really ro- wants to run. Yeah, I would say you're, uh, you, you called yourself out a little further down in the dock. You said, what was your get out of here, Bob, pick? And for me, mm-hmm. it was Mekhi Becton down at 28. I think there's if – I, if I could bet money in Vegas, I would say Becton is going top 10 just because mm-hmm. there's not a lot of like elite offensive line talent. There's like four guys uh, between, you know, Thomas, Werfs, uh, Becton, and then one other person I can't think of right now. But mm-hmm. uh, Willis. So you've got yeah. those four guys, Jedrick Willis, Tristan Wirfs, Andrew yeah. Thomas, and uh, Mekhi Becton. And I think those four guys are all going top 15. I really do believe that. I agree. And I don't think there will be a decent offensive lineman there at 28. At least people that are much smarter than me think that this is a – there's only a couple good offensive linemen in this year's draft, and there's a pretty steep fall off after that. So uh, you you could be right, Josh. Yeah, we'll see. Any final takeaways here, Addy, before we uh, bounce over to our 2018 rookie draft? Uh, no. The uh, Patrick Queen that to uh, New Orleans, that gets me excited. That would be that would be sweet. Yeah, you have to imagine if that were to happen, try to trade Demario Davis almost immediately, because yes. uh, that that does hurt. Davis was a stud, like a low key stud last year for IDP. That, that seems like a uh, Levante David Devin White situation. You think we're so? Both will both will still be productive. I think just probably LB two for uh, Demario Davis. Yeah, I think so, too. And uh, I would be very excited by that. As far as uh, defense, uh, I really do like the Kinlaw pick. I know defensive tackle, not necessarily a sexy position for IDP, but it was funny in my Madden franchise with the Colts. I think the Colts actually picked at 13 or 14, weirdly enough, and I took Kinlaw in the first round. So it's uh, and he's playing very well, I will add. So I think uh, whoever gets Kinlaw is going to be very happy, very happy with him. 
He is good. He's super talented. I am just ready for the draft to happen, though, and to start seeing some of these rookie drafts come out because I'm really interested to see where some of these dudes are actually going to go. Not even offensively, but I'm just worried about the defense. I want to know where in rookie drafts Chase Young is going, where Simmons is going, where Queen and Murray are going. Did I draft Murray through here? Surely I did. Yeah. He might have. He might have been a massive uh, oversight. Uh-oh. Well, just give him to the Cowboys. There you go. There you go. That's perfect. Yep. Kenneth they need Murray. another linebacker. Yeah. <laughs> him, and J- him and Jalen Smith. Can you imagine Jalen Smith, LVE, and Kenneth Murray? Wow. That would be dirty. Did you guys see the news about LVE? I tweeted about it, but uh, apparently he was considering maybe not playing anymore. But he, had, he said he was coming back. I didn't know this was even a thing that he was thinking about not playing. Yeah, that neck injury is pretty bad. It was something that he dealt he dealt with before being drafted. So uh, this has been a this has been an issue that it, most people knew about. But yeah, mm-hmm. it's not really getting much better. And you know he he reaggravated it last year. So something to watch, something to monitor. He's someone I'm not targeting in dynasty just mm-hmm. because people are still valuing it, valuing him like a top ten linebacker. No yeah. thanks. Yeah, maybe that that adds more fuel to the fire for the Kenneth Murray yeah. to. Dallas pick there, Bobby. Great job. Great, great foresight by you seeing the LVE replacement coming. I knew it. You knew I, it all that, along. That news also made me think about Todd Gurley has not passed his physical as well. So, and you're be a Brockers little turnaround. Come on back to LA, Todd. <laughs> you could I'll get my jersey back out. <laughs> I think you'll start the the risk. The whispers are already starting with Tua too. Uh, about some medical red flags. And we're going to see this more and more as the draft gets close, as people try to drive yeah. his price down so he falls later in the draft and they don't have to trade up. It's all smoke and mirrors. Two is going either at two or three, I think. So um, I don't trust any of this stuff that's being said right now because, oh, okay, he has some kind of wrist injury. Just redshirt him. You know, if he goes yeah. to Miami where I think a lot of people expect him to go, sit him behind Fitzmagic and let him come in at the end of the season or start next year. Give me a Patrick Mahomes situation if you believe in the guy, but I'm not buying any of this smoke screen on Tua. I think he's still yeah. going to go top three. Yeah, and I like Tua. I think Tua's going to be really good. Mm-hmm. I agree. I think he's a smart player. He can read the fi- the field well. He's got all the physical traits that you look for. So I'm I'm seeing Burrow in Cincinnati and Tua in Miami. Bobo, I agree. I think Washington will trade up and grab Tua. I think that will happen. Mm-hmm. Is that too much of an ask there? If Miami trades up, would they be able to acquire uh, uh, Miami's other two first? That's probably too much of an ask, right? I think you could see them maybe give up um, maybe yeah, maybe one of their first to Washington to get there into the two spot. I don't think they'd have to give up both because Washington mm-hmm. only moves back three picks. Sure. So I think you could see them give up maybe that later pick there at 26, but I don't think they'd have to give up both. I got gotcha. you. So we'll see. Well, Bobo, thanks for putting that together. That was a lot of fun. Uh, mm-hmm. And now we have another treat for the listeners. As we alluded to, we have the one and only Mike Wollert on tonight's episode in a recurring segment, boys, that we are calling You Got Mic'd Up! up. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back with the one and only, the irreplaceable Mike Wallert. Mike, welcome back to the show, buddy. How have you been? Not too bad. Just hunkering down like everybody else and, uh, you know, just 
prepping for hopefully an NFL season. And, uh, you know, got even if there's not an NFL season, I think there you still gotta, still gotta get in that work. There's always still things to be done. So, but definitely hoping that we play and like everybody else, get a little stir crazy. <laughs> That's right. We were, we were talking before we got on mic here. You're really trying to keep your two teenage and almost teenage children away from the pantry. So they don't eat you out of house at home. Yeah, I'm really hoping that stimulus money gets to gets to my bank account soon because it's pretty much just going to pay for food for uh, for the rest of the duration here. Yeah, no vacations the, this year. No, just all food. the money toward the yeah, like uh, like Markham was saying, <laughs> trail mix and beef jerky and chips and everything. Toilet paper. Yeah, just a whole bunch of butt wipe. It's uh, it's it's a great time to be quarantined <laughs> with teenagers. That's for sure. Well, actually, we got plenty of toilet paper. I told, I mean, I told my wife, I said, maybe we should put some of that toilet paper up on eBay and get ourselves a nice little nest egg. So yeah, I'll pay for some of this stuff. For real. <laughs> yeah, you could make a pretty penny right now selling toilet paper. You got to do it on the black market, though. Amazon will shut you down for price gouging if you're not careful. All right. Well, hey. Is Craigslist still up? Maybe I'll go to Craigslist or maybe I'll go to eBay or something. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. You just got to meet up with the person to hand off the toilet paper. So get stabbed a few times. Yeah. yeah just get have stabbed take, a few times. Yeah. Just have them take the toilet paper and run away. So That's the order of every Craigslist transaction. Yeah. Yes. I've got, I've got a crazy Craigslist transaction story I'll tell on a future pod, but it is one of the most insane stories in my life. Moral of the story, don't use Craigslist if you can keep from it because it is a nightmare. Yes. So, uh, Mike, we're really happy to have you back. This is going to be our new uh, regular segment uh, called You Got Mic'd Up. And we're going to have a nice intro coming into this. Where we're all going to yell. So everyone will have heard that at this point. It's going to be very nice. Uh, but we are really excited to have you on. We're going to be kind of putting a bow on a previous segment that we had done last time you were on the show, talking about some of the ideal free agent landing spots for some of the big names in IDP. Obviously, free agency now is uh, almost a month old at this point, which is crazy to think about. Uh, there's still some guys sitting yeah. out there, uh, Everson Griffin, Jadevian Clowney, but most of the guys have signed deals at this point. So we wanted to get you back on mm -hmm. to hit us with some of your favorite landing spots for these IDP guys. So let's just start wherever you'd like. What were some of the moves that you liked uh, coming out of this free agency period? Well, right off the bat, I really liked where uh, Blake Martinez landed, um, leaves Green Bay, goes into New York, where he'll virtually have no competition for tackles. I mean, who's playing alongside him? David Mayo, Ryan Connolly, um, really no one at the safety position that is really a, a viable threat to take up some of that tackle share. You'll probably have Antoine Bethea, you'll still have Jabril Peppers, but really it's, it's pretty much going to be the Blake Martinez show, I think, in New York. And I know everybody makes fun. Oh, he always tackles five yards past the line of scrimmage. He doesn't do this. I'm like, you know what? He's a decent player. And you know what? For IDP, I'll just take the 150 tackles that he gets every year and his top five finish every year. I mean, that's really what you care about. So don't listen to, oh, you know, I can't do in coverage. Or, you know, you care about the tackles and the plays that he makes. So I definitely like where um, Blake Martinez landed this year. Yeah, for sure. Do you see any kind of drop off um, from his Packers heydays as far as tackle numbers or IDP finish? He's consistently been a top five, top six guy. Do you see anything changing? Um, I mean, in the system, no. Um, I think they're going to continue to utilize him. I think they've got they get they're decent up front to where he can keep clean and where he can get to the and where he can make tackles. So 
Uh, you know, if we're looking for redraft, I mean, I'm probably going to have him right there in my top five uh, at the linebacker position again this year. Very nice. All right. What was another move that you liked? Uh, obviously, Joe Schobert. Um, he leaves Cleveland, which I'm still I don't still don't understand. They had the cap space. I don't know why you just don't keep a veteran player. Um, but, you know, it's not my money. Um, but he goes to Jacksonville. Uh, he should slide right into the middle middle linebacker spot there. They don't really have anybody. Miles Jack, who is probably the least efficient tackler I've ever seen in my life. Um, he'll probably move back to the strong side. Um, I see Schobert going right back into the middle. He should call the plays. So um, really like where he landed and he's definitely still going to be uh, top five, top six linebacker uh, for, for redraft. I don't see really, again, any type of a drop off. Pretty smart guy. Um, you know, missed tackles were less of an issue. I think he finished with under 20. I think he finished with 15 this year, which, which was a nice drop off. Cause I think he had 23, 24 the previous season. So getting a little better from that standpoint. So I think, uh, I think another uh, linebacker one finishes in store for Schober. Wow. Yeah, I know he was, he was very high. I think um, linebacker three or four in our RSO league. Um, yeah. And it seems mm-hmm. like the, the first two picks here, Mike are, high finishing linebackers that really landed in primo situations. Yeah. And then uh, with another one, I think that you're going to have to take on a little bit of risk, but I think it could be uh, worth it. You got Christian Kirksey. Um, he goes from Cleveland over to green Bay. And what I like about this is he reunites with Mike Patton. So Patton knows his skill set, knows where he's uh, capable of playing. So again, Familiar with the defense is certainly going to help him. And obviously with Blake Martinez gone and you have guys like Oren Burks who still can't play healthy. Um, you know, the Packers traditionally were uh, playing one to two linebackers. So Brooks, Hey, does she, does she have an opinion there? You know, <laughs> right. No, but the, <laughs> the, uh, but I mean, Green Bay typically played one to two linebackers. Kirksey's going to be, I think, the three-down linebacker here. Um, it's obviously his health concerns, but um, I think that could lower his price. So I think you could, might, maybe get him at a at a linebacker two price, and and you're going to get a, a you know someone who can finish easily as a, as a linebacker one in most leagues. Wow. Yep, I love that. Kirksey's going to be awesome this year, and all those guys are kind of undervalued in drafts. Typically, you know, they're not the big flashy names. Yeah, and even they're not really that great of players, I think, in the, you know, NFL sense. But you can't – you don't get caught up in that stuff. It doesn't matter. They got paid. They're going to stick around. Who cares how good they mm-hmm. are, like you said. Yep. You want those guys that rack up stats. If if, if you're – I mean, if he's playing 95% of the snaps, that's really what you what you need. So, and I think he's – if he can stay healthy, I think he's easily going to be the three-down backer, and I think he's easily going to play – 90 to 95% of the snaps. But you definitely want to hedge your bets with Kirksey, right? Because that's been the story forever with him. Tons of potential, talented player, great opportunity, Mm -hmm. but just always hurt, which sucks. Yeah, the past few seasons in Cleveland has has been that. But those first couple of seasons where he got the starting job, he he was money. I mean, you could, you know, count on him for 130, 140 tackles when, uh, when he was healthy. And also, you know, probably where he's going in drafts, you'll probably be able to get him as like your third linebacker. So mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. The linebacker, I was just kind of going through some of the, you know, going through line, the linebacker position with some rankings and boy, 
it is a really deep position. You can probably go 15 to 20 deep. And within those top 20, I mean, those are all virtually line like LB ones. Yeah. It's, it's really a deep position. what do you think, Mike? I guess I can't remember the last time we talked to you. I guess this was, um, free agent landing spots, I guess. Yeah. It was talking about, it was back before free agency. It was the week before. So I guess selfishly, I've been thinking a little bit today ever since the uh, Brandon Cooks trade. You know, now L.A. is off of all of that terrible cap that we could have paid Corey Littleton to stay. So I'm kind of selfishly like I'm all right with the second. That's a little bit helpful, but I would much rather have just been able to keep Corey Littleton. So what's your thoughts on that as far as him going to the Raiders? I don't remember if that was your, you know, landing spot scenario for him. I can't remember exactly where you had, uh, you know, talked about him. I think I had mentioned that, but what do you think about him in Las Vegas? Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's, you know, with his skills, I think he's going to fit in well. Um, It's a bummer for Kwiatkowski because before Littleton came over, I really liked him. I liked Kwiatkowski going to to Las Vegas because at that point, he was the only one there. I mean, you've got guys like, uh, um, what, Nick Morrow, uh, Markel Lee, uh, to hear Whitehead left. So he really was in line to really be um, a high, uh, high tackle guy. So I think Corey Littleton is going to eat into this, eat into some of that, but good spot. Um, he seems to be a, uh, a John Gruden guy. So mm-hmm. he'll probably end up playing um, majority of the snaps and, and probably fit in well there. Yeah. Do you see him as a, as a top 12 guy? Do you think he'll end up top 12 in your rankings? Probably. Yeah. He probably will end up in that. Yeah. Probably that top 12. Um, you know, probably what I'll, what I usually do with four for four is when I have my rankings, um, I will usually follow it up with like a, um, like a breakdown where I'll break those rankings down into tiers. So he'll probably be in kind of that second to, to, you know, the, probably that second tier to where, you know, if you draft him, he's going to be a, a weekly starter. So, uh, you know, that's kind of how I envision he'll probably be that weekly starter. Yeah. The thing that helps Corey is just that he's good in coverage. So he stays on the field, you know, most days. Yeah. Mike, were there, were there any moves that you did not like the landing spots for the player? I mentioned Nick Kwiatkowski at the, uh, that was kind of a bummer with Littleton coming in. So, um, you know, he's going to get uh, some of that tackle chair eaten in. So I think he went from, an, a, you know, what I thought was a borderline LB one, it probably falls to the, to an LB two. Um, I don't like where Robert Quinn let, went to good player, good pass rusher. He'll certainly help uh, Khalil Mack, but from an IDP standpoint, um, I don't like the, in, in most cases, obviously if you're playing ESPN, this doesn't really change much for you, but if you're playing on my fantasy league or if any, any leagues that have him as a lot, they're going to probably, he's going to switch to a linebacker. So um, that kind of hurts his IDP value a little bit um, playing at linebacker instead of defensive end. Um, and although he didn't go anywhere, I think Jordan Hicks got hurt with Devondra Campbell uh, the Devondra Campbell's guiding. So I think it's a good, still a good spot for Campbell, but it definitely is going to hurt Hicks's value um, in that I don't see him repeating next last year's numbers where he got 150, 160 tackles. I'll allow, I'll, I'll let someone pay uh, for last year's numbers, but I think Devondra Campbell is going to eat into some of Jordan Hicks's numbers. Mike, what do we think about Deion Jones with Devondra Campbell leaving town? Uh, I've got Deion Jones in my initial, probably I've got him ranked as my fourth linebacker. I think sky's the limit. I think he's going to return to his, uh, 
I'm going to take advantage of his injury because I think he's another one that I think people are going to kind of shy away from. But you've seen his numbers. He has the capability of putting up the numbers with Devondre Campbell gone. I mean, really, who's his competition? I think he's got Oisedi Ogololuunde. I don't even know how to pronounce his name. So, again, as long as Deion Jones is is healthy, he's going to be uh, – I think he's going to return to the elite. Love that. Let's Rise stay, up. Let's stay in that same division and on Adam's team and talk about uh, Shaq Thompson. I know to hear Whitehead there and everything with him now, What what's your Shaq Thompson take for 2020? I think he can still be a top 10, top 12. That's probably in where I'll have him. Um Whitehead's good. I, I mean, he's always taken advantage of, of bad situations. He's, he hasn't really had much around him. So he's kind of been always the guy. He was kind of the guy in Detroit. He was the guy in Oakland. So we'll see how he does when he's, uh, you know, competing with somebody that um, is very familiar with the system, familiar with Carolina. Jack finally had that breakout season last year. So I think he's definitely going to be the play caller. Um, and I think he should um is he going to get those same numbers? Uh, maybe not, but I won't have a problem um, starting him as, you know, starting him weekly. So, um, you know, with that three, four, you know, he should be on the field every down. So um, I don't have a problem with him, with him being a, a, an every week starter. Dirt cheap too. That's another plus with him. You'll be able to get him late and yeah, he'll be solid probably week for a few weeks. If you need him. Yeah. You think my- Shaq is going to be cheap? No, no, no. Uh, Whitehead. Shaq, yeah, Shaq's going to be top 50. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Okay, yeah. No, I think Whitehead, I think you can get as your as a third or fourth linebacker, and yeah. I still think he's capable of putting 100, 105 tackles. And, and if that's your third or fourth linebacker, then you're in pretty good shape. No, that I agree with for sure. Yeah, sometimes it's just like the name might be gross, but you can't – you just got to hold your nose, look at mm-hmm. the numbers, and just, you know <laughs> – yeah. Yeah. Trust what the output could be, man. I wanted to ask you, uh, switching to safety here, Mike, uh, staying in your division mm-hmm. with your Cleveland Browns, uh, the Bengals picking up Von yep. Bell on a three-year $18 million deal. You got to like that move for the Bengals. Good move for the Bengals, for sure. Uh, really solid safety. Um, it'll be interesting to see how that, you know, if he cannibalizes Sean Williams. Sean Williams, though, was more of that, in the box uh, safety. He was actually the play caller for, for uh, most of the year. Um, So I still think Sean Williams is probably still going to be up there in tackles, but bell is probably going to be better, a much better um, coverage safety, I think. But I think Sean Williams will probably still um, play up in the box, play up near the line of scrimmage. But yeah, bells was a good signing definitely from, from at least a real football standpoint, he should help in coverage because um, the addition of Trey Wayne's really kind of boggled my mind. That's just not a, a good signing. He's not really a good cornerback uh, yeah. anymore. So that helped a little bit. Yeah, it was weird. They took both the Viking safety or cornerbacks, uh, didn't they, Eddie? Yeah. Yeah. Um, really weird move. But yeah, they gave him a lot of money too. They gave uh, Trey Wayne's like, what, 42 million? Three years? He's not worth that. That's, oh, that's, God. that's absurd. I thought it was four point two million and not forty two million. Those no, 40- they gave him forty two. Man, they were they were paying a lot of people, and that's and me and Mike actually had this conversation on Twitter, kind of uh, about this. That's kind of why I thought that maybe Von Bell signing with them meant that uh, Williams could be cut just because of how much money they've been spending. Um, and I think by cutting mm-hmm. him, it would it would be they would free up four million, but. 
I don't think that's probably going to happen just because their depth at linebacker is <laughs> bad. Yeah. yeah, I mean, and plus, like I said, he was the play caller. So, I mean, he's he would be a tough one to to cut. I mean, as as much as we're probably all thinking Jermaine Pratt's probably going to break out, I don't I don't see him ready to to really take over the defense. So I think that um, I think it might just be worth it to keep Williams around for for the veteran presence and the fact that he knows the defense. Careful, Mike. <laughs> That's one of my boys. Hey, Jermaine Pratt. Yes. He was saying Ooh, he was, he was complimenting. Oh, I, I, I like him too, but I was complimenting him, but it's only, it's his second year. I don't know if I'd be ready to, to hand over the keys just yet. Top five LB this year, Mike. <laughs> Eddie's taking these uh, good shots. Hey, I wanted to ask you as far as uh, beefing with other <laughs> analysts here, Mike, um, I'm looking at the, the yeah. free agency recap list that Evan Silva put out over on established to run. And he had Malcolm Jenkins being an, a huge upgrade, he mm-hmm. said, over Von Bell. And I don't know about that. Do you think that Jenkins is an upgrade over who they lost in Von Bell? I mean, you're getting certainly an older player. Um, I, I don't consider him much of an upgrade. I mean, Jenkins, tough player. Um, you know, he's losing losing a few steps. I know he's a little older, so I I don't see him as as that much of an upgrade. If it's anything it might be a slight downgrade or maybe even just a lateral move. I think Von Bell really kind of came into, you know, kind of came into his own a little bit and play. was playing really well. So um, I don't know. I mean, it's it, a little confusing, but um, mm-hmm. you know, veteran. But here's what's funny. Signing. You could say, Oh, well the, the saints didn't have the money. They gave, Malcolm Jenkins, a four-year, $32 million deal, and Von Bell gets a three-year, $18 million deal. I did not realize that was the contract he got. Yeah, so they must have just liked Malcolm Jenkins better because it wasn't a money thing. They re-signed Breeze, brought in Emmanuel Sanders, and signed Jenkins to this huge contract. So the Saints, who we always think of as cash-strapped, were not that up against it in terms of money. That's a very questionable move, in my opinion. He's like 33. Yeah. He's he's 32 years old. So he'll be 36 by the time this contract is over. Yikes. Yeah. That doesn't bode well for Garden for um, Chauncey Gardner too. I mean, cause I think he was in line to kind of get that opportunity. So that definitely does not bode well for, for Chauncey Gardner. If they're willing to give that long of a deal to, to a 31, 32 year old. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Now we'll say um, the saints, uh, I'm reading here in the blurb that Silva wrote, apparently Sean Payton really regretted when they let Jenkins, who was drafted by the saints. I don't, I didn't remember that part, but drafted by the saints, they let him walk uh, five years later. And Sean Payton said he regretted letting Jenkins go. So it could be one of those emotional type of moves like, Oh, I'm going to go and and kind of rectify this mistake that I made and bring Jenkins back into the fold type of thing. Make it right. That's right. Yeah. That sounds like a Bill Bill O'Brien move if I've ever heard one. Um, So, Mike, we appreciate you coming on. We're going to get you out of here on this. What are some things that you're working on? What can we look forward to seeing? We know you're working, of course, with 4 for 4 and also Dynasty League football. So tell us what you've got coming up here that we can look forward to. Yeah, we just got uh, draft stuff coming up. So just kind of putting together, uh, getting getting draft prep together and 
Can't wait to see what happens uh, with the virtual draft and seeing uh, somebody's draft board get accidentally popped up and seeing, hey, it's drafting guys that have already been taken. So this is going to be, I think, a a great train wreck that a lot of us have experienced. So I think it's going to be a lot of fun. So, yeah, I'm going to do some some, once uh, the draft is done. I think then the work begins. So. Um, that's, that's pretty much what we got. So if you need anything, you give me a follow. If you have any IDP questions at Mike underscore Wollert and happy to talk IDP and anything else, food, snacks, movies, Marvel, Star Wars, anything. Come on. Much sports going on. So that's right. Come on. You know, I'm, I'm, my, my timeline is open to everything. <laughs> I told Mike, we're going to have him on. I'll do a solo pod and we're just going to talk about Marvel movies without you, uh, without you Marvel fans on board. So yeah, uh, Mike's a great follow. <laughs> he's uh he's, he's very funny on the Twitter. You make, you make me laugh a lot, Mike. I, I like uh big fan of your tweets. Uh, yeah. And uh, you're one of my favorite <laughs> wrestling follows as well. I know you're big into wrestling as well. So I've been enjoying that. Yeah. I've been really getting into the network a little bit more now that, uh, you know, got nowhere else to go. So (laughs) reliving some of the old stuff. And, and I got to tell you real quick, um, one of my favorite things on the network besides the pay-per-views is all of the documentaries and all of the chronicle backstage behind the scenes where you see like, you know, like uh, edges 24 documentary or how there's these untold um, documentaries where the two participants talk about their match and all that stuff is just so fascinating to me. And everyone's like, Oh, well, you know, they're, it's, they're breaking whatever. I'm like, no, it's just really cool to hear them talk about the matches and everything like that. And just all the stories behind it. So a lot of really cool stuff on there. Um, I mean, that you get for 10 bucks a month, not that I'm a show for WWE or anything, but I mean, they really, I mean, they give you a lot for that. So, they need to be hitting you up for some kind of like sponsorship to start like a, a the network pod or something, man. Why isn't there like absolutely for wrestling? Yeah, uh, that's a great question. Uh, I I've got a theory. I think probably just because it's predetermined. Yeah. So I think if people have access. They can say, "Hey, who's gonna you know who's gonna win? Who's you know?" And I, it, it's probably rare. It's probably not widespread, but. I think probably because it is predetermined that, you know, they yeah. probably may not want to release that, but I don't know. That's just my theory. But I, I did the, uh, the WrestleMania FanDuel thing and Hey, came away with a few bucks. So I can't, nice. uh, can't complain. That's awesome. Uh, cause I was, uh, I was, I was not a WWF back when we were growing up guy. I was more of a WCW yep. guy. So yep. I was more Goldberg yep. sting. Those were all my favorites growing up. Um, Addy, did you, were you a wrestling guy at all? I mean, I liked it whenever it was like stone cold rock days. So that, that was my era, but stone cold for sure. By far my favorite. Yeah, I like watching the videos where Stone Cold tries different types of alcohol on YouTube and just reacts to them. If you haven't looked that up, just go watch it. It's the best. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I mean, I grew up with Hulk Hogan, but then when I fell out, it was definitely Stone Cold that brought me back in. Everyone can appreciate Stone Cold. So Hell Mike, yeah! <laughs> there's a, a mark of the I, 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 I still go crazy every time I hear the glass hit. I can't help oh, it. man. That's the best. That's the best intro ever. <laughs> it is. It really is. So it really is. It, Mike, it is. 
We will let you go watch some wrestling. Enjoy yourself, my friend. We will have you back <laughs> on definitely yep. post-draft, if not sooner, to talk about some of the draft results and IDP guys yep. that you like where they landed, guys that can make an immediate impact. We'll definitely have you back on here soon. Yep. Hit Mike up on Twitter at Mike underscore Wollert. Check out his work on 444 and also Dynasty League Football. And uh, oh, right there, right there. And we will be back with Mike very soon. Mike, thanks again for joining us. Absolutely. Glad to do it. Always, uh, always happy to come on and thanks for having me. I appreciate it. If you like big three IDP, you'll love the IDP guys. You can find us on Stitcher, iTunes, basically anywhere you find your podcasts. Uh, and I mean, Mostly, I'm just really sorry about Mike's marriage. That's that's really what I'm here to say. Right, right. If you want hot takes on Mike's failing marriage and talk about poop occasionally, sometimes IDP and fantasy football in general, and you like to worship Babu Freak and follow Tony Johns to protect Baby Yoda, that's the place for you, idpguys.org. All right, if there's one thing that you know about the Big Three IDP podcast, it's that Adam likes to sneak secret moans into every episode. If there's a second thing that you know about the Big Three IDP podcast, it's that we love reality sports online. It is the powerful fantasy sports platform where owners get to build and manage their fantasy team like an NFL general manager. If you've ever wanted to be a GM, this is the fantasy platform to do it. But the question is, have you tried it? If not, it's time to go see what all the buzz in the Dynasty community is about. Free agency, multi-year contracts, a rookie draft, multi-team trades, franchise tags, contract extensions, first-round rookie options, automated contract and salary cap functionality, and much, much more. Take a deep breath, Adam. It's okay. (sighs) Think it sounds complicated? It's not! The best thing about Reality Sports Online Fantasy Front Office is that it doesn't take any more time than a standard league. It just requires more strategy. Think you're among the fantasy elite? Prove it! Still not sure? You can test out your general manager skills for free in a mock free agent auction. If you like what you see, use the promo code BIG3IDP to receive a 10% discount on your team or league today. Fantasy just got real at realitysportsonline.com. All right, so that was Mike Wollert. Hope you all enjoyed that insight from 4 for 4 and Dynasty League Football's own Mike Wollert. We'll have him back on very soon, uh, probably uh, before the draft, if not right after the draft. So thanks again, Mike, for coming on. Gentlemen, let's wrap up the, not wrap up, we got one more after this, but let's continue the series that we've been doing here, the draft review from our RSO League, the XFFL, looking at previous rookie drafts and scoring them to see, you know, this one will be Two years in, where do we stand with the rookies of 2018? So I am going to pull up the draft board. I did not do that on the last episode. Apologies for all of our YouTube listeners. But Mm. I want you all to be able to see the draft board. So let me add that here. And we will be able to see the draft board. All right. So, gentlemen, there is the draft board. 
And we're going to start up here, as we always do in the first round. This is famously remembered as the Saquon Barkley draft. But as you'll see, things got a little bit grim after we got past old Saquon there at the 101. So I'll read it. You guys have not seen my breakdown on these picks yet. So we'll discuss live on the Sode and see what you boys think. So starting at the 101, Saquon Barkley, Darius Geis, Rashad Penny, Calvin Ridley, DJ Moore, Ronald Jones, Sony Michelle, Nick Chubb, Royce Freeman, Bradley Chubb, Michael Gallup, and Cortland Sutton rounds us out at the 112. So, gentlemen, the breakdown that I had, and tell me if you all agree or disagree, we'll start with the hits. Saquon, DJ Moore, Nick Chubb, Cortland Sutton. Would you all add or take anyone away from that list of hits from the first round? I think I'd go ahead and put uh, Gallup as a hit. Mm-hmm. Um, the the issue with this is, you know, these guys, they've only been in the league for two years. So some of these guys still are going to break out potentially. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, Gallup would probably be, uh, Gallup would probably be the guy I, I consider moving up just because he was, he was really good last year. He was, he was almost as productive as Amari Cooper. Yeah. So that's worth something. Bobby, what about you? I probably, I I just traded for Bradley Chubb. I think Bradley Chubb would be a hit, just not in the first round. He's probably a great third or second round pick here. Um, I'm a little more concerned about DJ Moore moving forward. You know, I'm not sure that Teddy can really sustain a wide receiver one. I know, I think on the ballers today, they had him as like the top, he was the 10th wide receiver on their 2020 rankings. Um, I don't know. I'm just a little bit concerned there. Uh, but I mean, yeah, we're getting better. This first round is pretty nice. You know, is this the best one one that we've had so far? Um, yes. Yeah, I think because you had Corey Davis go instead of CMC in the 2017 draft and you had Zeke. So, Zeke, I mean, I yeah, you could argue Zeke versus Saquon. I wouldn't fault anyone who said Saquon over Zeke. But um, I will say as far as, yeah, the DJ Moore, this will be a very interesting season because I think you have an upgrade in terms of quarterback with Teddy Bridgewater coming in. You have uh, potentially an offensive genius in the guy that um, that Matt Rule brought in to run the offense there. So I think it it could be a situation where we're projecting a little bit toward the upside, but I don't know. Do I think DJ Moore finishes the season as wide receiver 10? Uh, I wouldn't want to be making that bet, but so far, as far as where has he has been drafted, he's had a really nice two-year start to his career. Yeah. So the meh pile, these are guys that haven't been bad, but haven't been great so far. Um, we had Calvin Ridley, Sony Michelle, and Bradley Chubb were the ones that I had on the meh pile. I think Ridley could move up to the hit pile. It just I agree. Take, I, I'm. I think. Uh, he had what six to eight touchdowns probably last year. He was um, good. Yeah, with Ryan, you know they throw the ball a lot. I think he could move up as well. Um, still kind of waiting on guys to see if he can stay healthy. You've got Bryce Love behind behind him, you know, ready to take his job at any moment. Uh, Rashad Penny has shown some, you know, bright, you know bright signs of of maybe showing some stardom. Again, just can't stay healthy. I guess maybe a bigger question, I'm a Freeman owner. I hope he gets moved at some point just with the mess that they've got right now. And then are y'all Rojo buyers this year with Brady? Not at all, especially since Arians has come out and said they're going to target a pass-catching running back. Yeah. I get, 
you all I'm, fatty. I'm not going to buy them. I'm not going to go out and buy them because I think people that own them, they're going to try and sell them, sell them to you for like no less than a late first or something like it. That's, it seems sure. to be, that's what people are expecting. Um, and I don't know that I'd buy them for a second either, but I do think like in your, in your redraft leagues and, and even dynasty, like he's worth like a late, you know, stab just because even if they do bring someone in, we know mm-hmm. how often these guys get injured. I mean, mm-hmm. so he could have a shot at the backfield to himself, you know, mm-hmm. at some point throughout the year. And and what if it's at the end of the year and when yeah. you're in the you know the the fancy playoffs? So yeah, he's definitely worth an ad. That offense is going to generate a lot of uh, mm-hmm. touchdown touchdowns there. So uh, yeah. yeah, for sure, you you want you want pieces of that offense. I think that's my thing is that I think he could get some early down usage, and then if they're wanting to bring in a pass catching you know, running back, then Rojo could see some early down or some goal line usage. I think there's some I think there's some fantasy value to him this year. But I think I think he's fine in the bus pile. You're really not happy if you drafted any of those guys in the in the first. No, not yeah. yet. And this could turn around. This is to say we're not declaring these guys as this is a open and shut case. These guys are busts and they will forever be bust. These guys could all turn it around, but just thus far they have not returned value uh, after taking them in the rookie draft. So second round, um, this is another round that I think we'll see some debate on. So starting at the 201, Christian Kirk, Carrion Johnson, Baker Mayfield, Naheem Hines, Anthony Miller, Josh Rosen, Tremaine Edmonds, Roquan Smith, James Washington, Lamar Jackson, Rashawn Evans, and Dallas Goddard at the 212. So the hits, fellas, I had were Tremaine, Edmonds, Roquan Smith, and Lamar Jackson. I don't think anyone would argue with those three being hits, but would you all move up anyone from the math pile I had here? Christian Kirk, Carrion, Baker, Naheem Hines, James Washington, uh, Rashawn Evans, and Dallas Goddard. Does anyone deserve to be up in the hit pile from that list? Addy, we'll start I mean, with you. I mean, I think I think Goddard and Kirk both both should be up there just because they're second round picks. I mean, I think those are those are nice picks for I mean for where you drafted them. Um, what do you think? Know. What do you think, Bobby? Are we moving them up? I think Kirk is going to see more usage this year. I don't think now Arizona is going to draft a wide receiver. I think Larry's going to be great. It's going to be fun to have Nuke there, but I think Kirk is going to be your slot guy this year. I think he's going to get some more looks, and they don't have a tight end really of any type of name. I think Kirk will see more there in Arizona. And then Goddard, you know, we all know that we're big fans of Goddard. I mean, I'm still a fan of Carrion. As long as he can stay on the field, I still think Carrion has a good career ahead of him. Um, James Washington, I think, has been passed by Deontay Johnson. Um, I think we all like Naheem Hines as like a nice flex play, but yeah, he's yeah. fine in the Mac category. I just hope we don't see Baker in the bus category in the next couple of years. I'm a little bit worried about that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think we will. I'm a huge Baker believer. I would be shocked if we're looking back a couple of years from now and saying, man, Baker at the 101, what a bust. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think he's going to get his career back on track starting this year. So I agree. I like Baker. I think I don't think he'll be. I think he could be moved up as well. Yeah. So you what? think Baker could be moved to be a hit? Yeah. And saying and same with Carry On as well. Carry On still is only twenty three, probably twenty four once the season starts. But I mean, he's mm-hmm. still super young. They haven't uh, they haven't brought any guys in through free agency. We probably can assume they will through the draft. But you know, even so, Carry On's been good when he's out there. 
Mm-hmm. All right, so we moved up Christian Kirk, Dallas Goddard, Baker Mayfield, and Kerryon Johnson to the hit pile, leaving Naheem Hines, uh, James Washington, and Rashawn Evans in the math pile. And then for bust, I had Anthony Miller and Josh Rosen. It's fine. Yeah. But let's let's not forget about how late and how awesome Tremaine, Roquan, and even Rashawn Evans really are. Late second draft picks, those are Unbelievable. Well, the best is yet to come here in the third round. So let's mm-hmm. jump into it. The 301, Mark Walton, Leighton Vanderesh, Mike Gasecki, Kiki QT, Dante Pettis, DJ Chark, Marcus Davenport, Derwin James, Mika Fitzpatrick, Traquan Smith, Equinemius St. Brown, and at the 312, the pick of the draft, Darius Leonard. Taken wow. by our dude Lorne Lucas there at 312. So obviously in the hit pile, fellas, we gotta go with DJ Chark, Derwin James, Mika Fitzpatrick, and Darius Leonard. Mm, so makes me happy, Josh. I know. Three three of them babies were mine. That's right. You had a nice little run there, Bobby. So I had um LVE on the map pile just because of the injury stuff. He was great when he's on the field. Uh, Mike Gusecki broke out a little bit there at the end of last year. Um, I don't think anyone would really argue the busts in, as far as Mark Walton, Kiki QT. Markham, I know you would want to make a case for your pink-haired baby, but uh, he's not done a whole lot for fantasy purposes thus far. Marcus Davenport has flashed but hasn't really uh, delivered a whole lot of value. And then Traquan Smith and Equinemius St. Brown in the bus pile. Any arguments there? Anybody you guys want to move up or move down? Uh, pink haired baby needs to be a hit. <laughs> he is not I, over my dead body. Will Dante Pettis be a hit? <laughs> you wait for it. A third year breakout's coming. I don't doubt it's it. Coming. This is just it's thus coming. thus far. These have been busts. Yeah, um, yeah, I agree completely, man. Do you? Um, uh, would either of y'all want to move LVE into the hit pile? That was the one I struggled with from this round. No, sir. Yeah, I think he's been solid. He just hasn't been. I mean, third round, though. That's the thing. That's, that's I know. Yeah. As a third Early round third. pick, you probably has been just because you could. I mean, you could have gotten a first, you know, but think about some of the trades we saw going oh, down yeah. last year for LVE. I mean, people were we're moving him up. Yeah, definitely willing to throw out some first for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you could have sold him at some point and gotten good return on that third round pick that you had. You sure. still could, too. I mean, if someone's not aware of the recent news and even so, some people are willing to take risk on that stuff. Yeah. yeah. So let's look fourth round here, fellas. There's some nice names in this list. So at the wow. 401, Mark Andrews, Hayden Hurst, Vita Vea, Sam Darnold, Harold Landry, Maurice Hurst, Mason Rudolph. Wow. Uh, Lorenzo Carter, Sam Hubbard, Kalen Bellage, Deshaun Hamilton, and John Kelly at the 412. So the hits I had, two really clear hits here. Uh, Mark Andrews, Adams, tight end one. And then Sam Hubbard, who I think finished inside the top five or six for defensive ends in our league last year. And then I had uh, Harold Landry in the math pile. I could easily see moving him up to the hit pile. And then everyone else I had from that round being a bust. You need to move up Hayden Hurst, Josh. Would you? Need, would, to be, need to be in your hit pile. I'm not putting Hurst in the hit pile. He's not been that good. He's he going to go off this no, year. No, no, this is just thus far, not projecting into the future at all. Just right now. Josh, is, our listeners are here for the future. That's right. Dynasty, baby. Well, I'm for the present, and uh, Hurst has not done enough to warrant being a hit or a man. 
So gosh, I've tried I've tried to buy Hearst and he's a lot of money right now. So people are people are already changing their minds. You just look at what Hooper did last year in that offense. Hirsch is on his way. Do you all would you all argue for moving Harold Landry up to the hit pile, or do you like him as a man? He's a man. Uh, yeah, pretty solid first two years, but uh, yeah, I mean, for the fourth round, he's fine. Yeah, that's that a nice. Was, fourth I made round that round. pick right there. I made that pick. That's a hit. <laughs> all right, we're moving it up to a hit just based on that. So. Uh, we have three hits. We have Andrews, Hubbard, and Landry, Nomad, and then everyone else was a bust. And we've got to talk about the fifth round because this is where our, our true baby, the podcast's one true love, comes in here at the 501. Lorne, again, Lorne, somehow we let him draft Fred Warner at the 501 and Darius Leonard at the 312. <laughs> My dude was grinding some linebacker film this draft, let me tell you. Uh, so Fred at the 501, both. Scarborough, Denzel Ward, Richie James Jr., Yuchina Nuwasu, Justin Reed, Ronnie Harrison, Jamon Moore, Justin Jackson, Jalen Samuels, Deron Payne, and Josie Jewell. God, Lauren even grabbed Josie Jewell at the 512. He was just all in on linebackers this draft. So uh, as far as the hits go, I had Fred as a hit, and then I had Ronnie Harrison and Josie Jewell as meh. Uh, We could easily bump them up just because they were fifth-round picks, and then everyone else was a bust. Any Arguments or dissension? Bobby, let's start with you. Yeah, I have some arguments. Uh, I've got a lot of arguments, Josh. Well, too bad. I'm not going to listen to any of them. I don't know if I'd put Deron Payne in the bus pile, Jalen Samuels in the bus pile, Justin Jackson, Ronnie Harrison, Justin Reed. Uh, Can't read the rest of them. Even Bo Scarborough. I mean, sure, for what they've done right now, I guess they can be in the bus pile, but that's a great fifth round. Yeah, that's solid for sure. All right, so we're moving for sure Justin Jackson, Justin Reed, Deron Payne, and Jalen Samuels, at least up to the math pile. Tight end, Jalen Samuels. Tight end, that's right. He did have the cheat code designation. Wow, that's right. Yeah, for some strange reason. What a weird glitch that was. Um so, yeah, I'm fine moving that up. I can't move those guys into the same category as Fred, though, just because if that's the bar for hit, I can't move those other guys up there uh, on the same platform as him. I'd move to 501 for Fred, jo- Adam. All right, send it over. Five, 501 for Fred. <laughs> oh, send it over. Oh, how far Fred has fallen in just one offseason. Send it over. I'll decline the hell out of it. <laughs> send so, it over, though. So, guys, as I calculate the hit percentage on this draft. Seriously, I'm bored, though. Send it over. Send it. Please. That's something to do. <laughs> Why don't y'all, what is your favorite grab from this draft? We've already talked about a few of the really nice picks here. But who did you all like? Bobby, we'll start with you. What was your favorite pick from this draft? It can be someone we've already mentioned. DJ Chark in the third, Josh. Tell me why. Because I made it. That's a good pick. I don't know. Um, Favorite pick of the draft. I mean, really, we're overlooking probably the best pick. Kind of like the Mahomes pick. Lamar in the second is pretty nasty. Um. I don't know. You got some solid safeties there in the third. Mark Andrews in the fourth looks pretty gross now. I mean, that's mm-hmm. that's uh, it cost me the one whatever I had traded eleven ten something like that. But well worth it. I mean, a lot of these guys are really really good stabs. Probably Lamar though. I know you're going to say Darius Leonard though. 
Yeah, Markham, who is your favorite pick from this draft? Yeah, I was going to say Lamar. Yeah, Lamar in the third is pretty gross. Um, but God, just being able to grab the LB1 for the foreseeable foreseeable future for me, not even as a Colts homer, but at the back of the third, that just tells you how valuable those third-round picks can be because that's mm-hmm. where the Devons went. The Devons both went in the third last year, as we'll see next week. Yeah. Had us in the, in the uh, third's pretty sick, too. <laughs> <laughs> Give it up, Addy. It's, it's not happening. <laughs> He's got pink hair. So if we can redo the one through five, 101 still goes Saquon. 102 goes Lamar? Probably. I mean, I don't know. I don't know who you – Addy, would you take anyone over Lamar at 102? Um, probably not. Really. not. I'm not taking DJ Moore or Cortland Sutton there. I'm going Lamar. Yeah. I mean, Nick, Chubb, Nick Chubb's in, in conversation, I guess, but I'm still yeah. going Lamar. I'd probably go Chubb 103 yeah, uh, just because of running backs being valuable. And then 104 and 105 gets a little muddy. Probably go Sutton or DJ Moore. Who would you rather have? Uh, that's tough, man. I don't know what to expect out of Teddy. Out of either forward. quarterback. Really? Yeah, truly. Um, uh, I guess DJ Moore, I think maybe – the dynasty community values him more. I don't more get it. Oh no, Addy, that was bad. I'd, I'd much rather have DJ Moore because uh, right now you have um, Cortland Sutton, who may be the better wide receiver, but he's also attached to Drew Locke. So much better QB situation. And I think the I think the Broncos are going to go down with that ship. I really don't think they're going to bring in anybody to compete with Locke. Mm. So how far back do you push Gallup? I think Gallup's first round. Um, I think maybe later first round because you have some of these nice, you know, defensive picks. I think Fred definitely jumps up into the first. We know Leonard is a first rounder along with Derwin. I think Chark's a first rounder. I think you could make a case for Minka being first round, Tremaine, Roquan. Um, I don't know. Not Minka in the first round. Joshua. Yeah. I mean, nah, early, not over like, not over like someone like Goddard or, um, carry on, carry on. I'd take Minka over carry on at this point. What, Josh? Stop. I'm just saying, <laughs> you've been in quarantine too long. Uh, Josh. Need to see some people. We'll Jeez, see. Josh. We'll see, boys. Really, Joshua, you're gonna take Minka Fitzpatrick over carry on Johnson. Somebody offers you that trade straight up. <laughs> I don't know. Same money. I'd have to Same. think, I'd have to think about it. Josh, are you the, serious? The safety position that is very replaceable. I don't know, he had man. Seven interceptions last year. I don't. Big play dependent. I don't. Yeah. I love Carrion's talent. I just think he's in a bad situation there in Detroit. I don't think it's going to come together there for him. So maybe, yeah, in dynasty leagues for sure. Uh, I think that Minka has more value this year in a redraft league, though. I really do. I'm sorry. Hate it. Hate it. Hate every minute of what you just said. <laughs> I do too. I want to knock you down, boy. <laughs> Good. I'm glad. We need to bring a little disagreement. We agree too much. So, um, yeah, for me, it's definitely the Darius Leonard pick. We don't disagree. You're wrong. Yeah, you are wrong. That is a bad take. That is hey. a very bad take. And me and Bobby do not support Josh at all. Mark where we're cutting this, Josh. People don't need to hear this. Hey, you want to put a little money on who has more fantasy points in XFFL this year? Absolutely. Addy, you game? You got uh, Mr. Carry on. 
No, sir. <laughs> you don't want to put a bet on that. <laughs> That's what I thought. That is what I thought. Right. Absolutely not, Josh. <laughs> I'm, I'm also still very happy that uh, Mason Rudolph somehow snuck into this draft. That makes me very, very happy. Yeah, that's hilarious. At the 407. <laughs> best, def- best defensive end here is Sam Hubbard in the fourth round. That's, that's really good. nice. That's very nice. Yep. Ugh. Uh, Bradley Chubb. Forgot about him. But, you know, they have him labeled as a D-end. He wasn't a D-end. That's true. Now he's linebacker, which kind of sucks. But we'd rather him be a D-end, or at least I would. Wait, when yeah. did Hubbard get moved to linebacker? We're talking about Bradley Chubb. Oh, Bradley Chubb, yeah. Yeah, and then you also had Chubb miss missed all of last season, right, with the with the knee injury. So No, Chubb was good last year. Chubb's, mm-hmm. Chubb's been uh, – oh, you're talking about – yeah. Bradley yes, Chubb, yeah. It's weird because we have the Chubb bros going in the first round. Yeah, so, the, this was the, uh, the Chubb draft, and then next year we have the Devin draft. The Devin draft, mm. yeah. Just a lot of weird names going around yeah. here. So let's put a bow on this, fellas. So the uh, – the hit percentage, it went way up because the previous drafts were not this good in terms of the hit percentage. So just as a reminder, the first year we had a 20% hit rate. Year number two, 2017, we had a 31.6% hit rate. And then the this year we had a uh, not a 69.7, whoever changed that, uh, we had oh now it's gone. It was I believe a thirty six point seven percent hit rate. So we're going up. We had a twenty percent meh rate, uh, which left us with a bust percentage of forty three point three percent. So still the largest category of player selections here were busts, but that's to be expected with a rookie draft. A lot of these guys are not going to pan out. So you're not panning out. This uh, this podcast didn't pan it out. By the way, boys, don't know if y'all realize this is our fortieth episode. Wow! Hey, so hey, uh, I guess you could say we got some uh, familiarity between the three of us. Adam just, Adam's just been practicing that uh, for the past like twenty minutes just to redeem himself. All right. Well, thank you Gosh, all. Will you, will you be able to cut that out? No, absolutely not. I don't have that Good much deal. time. Good deal. So thank you all for joining us. Uh, We appreciate you all sticking with us here through, uh, you know, like Addy said at the top of the show, the top of the show, not a lot of sports going on right now. Uh, Not uh, not a lot to look forward to as far as the sports landscape, but the NFL is still churning along. So we will churn right along with it, bringing you all a pod every week. Uh, Don't forget, we have Joy the Tooth coming up here very soon uh, to talk a little NFL draft. Maybe we'll get some of his. Hey, hey, one of the one of the brightest uh, one of the brightest minds in the business, baby. <laughs> Very well said, Addy. So look forward to that. Uh, we'll be back at you guys next week. We'll probably talk some more rookie stuff, uh, hit some news, and then we'll wrap up the rookie draft recap series as well. So any final words here before we sign off, gentlemen? Yeah, keep those asses inside. Keep those mouths shut. Uh, do your part. You know, let's let's uh, let's flatten this curve. Let's get this thing over with. If you, I swear to God, if you guys mess up <laughs> us not having football, people will die. People will, will die. People will be dying. Adam will make sure of that. So do the right thing here, guys. Flatten the curve by listening to the Big Three IDP podcast and keeping that mouth closed. Yep. Bobo, any final words here? No, he's shaking his head. No. 
Oh, also, we love you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Also, yeah. Stay, stay inside. Do your part. We love you. We'll see you. Thanks to Mike. Yeah. Thanks yeah, again, thanks Mike, Mike, for coming on. We'll uh, we'll have yeah, him back. That'll be a big things. That's going to be a uh, reoccurring thing. So uh, we promised big things. We delivered the big things. That's right. Mm-hmm. Very well said, Eddie. We'll leave you guys on that. We'll see you all next week. Thanks for listening. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Big3IDP.